Thanks for listening to Matt McLaughlin History. Become a subscriber to receive exclusive bonus episodes, ad-free listening, early access to all episodes, and special member-only events. Click on the link in the show notes or visit patreon.com forward slash mmhistory. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of not just Living History, but also Battle Walks, where we're doing a two-for-one. We are recording both podcasts because we've been out on the battlefields today. Um, when I say we, I'm here with the best guide in the business. It's Pete Smith. Pete, what an amazing day we've had on the battlefields. I'd just like to know the two-for-one. Am I the one or the two here? You're the one. Oh, okay. definitely the one. Definitely yeah. the one. Um, <laughs> so this podcast, we're, we're here on the battlefields. It's my first time back in three years, um, and we're going to basically just take the opportunity hopefully most days to talk about the experiences we've had and mate what a day we had today we left paris just the, the summary is we left paris we headed up to Ypres, where we are now sitting here with a beer cheers pete you'll hear the clinking of our beer glasses hang on, hang on. there you go. we go having a cold beer at the end of a long day it's been a great day um what a great day, Pete. It's it's the Matt McLaughlin signature tour, so we threw in some sites that we don't normally do, and basically we went through the heart of the 1918, right at the end of the war battlefields, which was a really rare treat. It was a fantastic day, wasn't it? It was indeed. Did we follow the itinerary? No, we didn't. We managed to get uh, all sorts of bits and bobs in there. So uh, I think the one that I enjoyed the most was the German Cemetery. I think uh, near the 4th Divisional Memorial was probably my favourite stop of the day, I think. I agree. I hadn't been there before. So let's run through what we did. So we left Paris and it wasn't even too hard getting out of Paris. We've got a wonderful group with us, 20-odd people, 22 people. We left Paris and um, headed up into the battlefields. Where, where did we go first? It's, it's all such a blur. It's all a blur. It's all a blur. We went No, Mont Quentin. Mont Quentin, of course. <laughs> well, we stopped at the services on the on the motorway where we picked up lunch. So that was our, our first stop. <laughs> thank yeah. thank you for being so specific. <laughs> and I bought myself a Kit Kat. <laughs> Sorry, we've just lost the half of our audience. No, no, we, we're not going to be detailing every, uh, every toilet stop we made. But no, we did stop at the services. Thank you to get our lunch. That was a great addition. Um, we went to Mons and Quentin. It's confusing for the passengers because anyone that's done this sort of tour will know that you can't do it in chronological order. So we are starting the first things we've seen on the tour yeah. are the last things that occurred during the war. But, wow, some pretty special things. So Mons and Quentin, 2nd Division Memorial. It's just a great spot. I, lo- I love going to Mons and Quentin. Well, I think that was necessary because what we're really trying to do on this tour is to get to all five of the divisional memorials, which doesn't happen very often. So 2nd Division Memorial first, and of course it's the only one that's different. It's not the obelisk, it's the, uh, or had been, the digger bayonet in the uh, the German Eagle. Sadly, no longer there. It was a rather spectacular memorial. And now we've got a rather thoughtful digger, head down, throwing his helmet off, put his slouch hat on, and he's having a think about what he's just gone through. It's a great spot and a, a very special place for me. Men from my from my district, uh, Mallee Plains in New South Wales, near West Wylong, um, fought at Monson Quentin. So it's a it's a pretty special spot for me. One of the first battlefields I visited, 
a little bit different to how it was. But, Pete, I really enjoyed the perspective that you gave us as well because we didn't just drive straight to the battlefield. Um, in spite of the name, Mons and Quentin is actually not that much of a hill, but we approached it from an angle which showed us how the hill dominates the valley. So that was a really, um, a really great way to do it. Yep, and there's always an opportunity to tell a few interesting stories, which uh, which we did. And uh, yeah, I, I like the story of uh, one of my favourites is of the uh, the original memorial being not blown up, as I used to tell people. I don't know where I picked that up years ago that it was blown up. It wasn't blown up. It was literally cut down uh, and lying on its side uh, beside the you know, the plinth that it's on. And I got a little box brownie photograph of a German soldier standing on the Australian soldier's uh, a, a head. And so that story always always goes down well. And, and that's. <laughs> 1940, during the uh, when the Germans arrived back. Well, we uh, got back onto the coach after that great visit and then headed up into the area that is almost never visited by Australians on the battlefields, which is the area right in the east, way out of the Somme department. We're now in the department of the Aisne, A-I-S-N-E, and the battlefield of... Did we go... We went to the 4th Division Memorial next, didn't we? And this this is the most easterly of the memorials. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, up a track, worried the uh, the coach driver by, by tra- <laughs> taking him up this... Uh, Shout rather, out to Patrick, our coach driver. Did yeah, a great yep, job. Yeah, rather dodgy old track that uh, took us up to the memorial. And again, it's one that's not visited because it is so far uh, over on the, on the east. And it's also difficult to get to. And for those that don't know where it is, quite difficult to find. But uh, once you've got there, fantastic views over the Hindenburg Line. So well worth the effort to go and visit the uh, 4th Div Memorial. So at the end of the war, the five Australian divisions all had a choice, basically, where they would put their memorial. And four of the five divisions put their memorial on a key battlefield, which is what you would expect. You know, say the 1st Division, for example, put their memorial at Pozier, the 5th put theirs at Polygon Wood. So they put it at a scene of triumph and achievement and victory in a place that could be a focal point for visitors to come back and remember the great achievements of the division. The 4th Division was the exception, and interestingly, they put their memorial in a very isolated place because they wanted it to symbolise the fact that they'd fought across the Western Front from from the early days of 1916 until the end of the war in 1918. So they put it basically at the scene of their last advance to show the ground that they'd come across. It's a wonderful sentiment, but what it means is the memorial is very isolated um, Mm. and uh, therefore not often visited. So it was great. And I think the people on the tour loved going there as well. There was a real sense of sense of emotion yeah. when we got there to see this thing. I think some people were tearing up when they saw the Australian rising sun in this really isolated little corner of a, of a French field. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And we ate our packed lunch there as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just uh, walking the battlefields, it's Pete's gourmand tour. (laughs) 
Uh, no, it was a really special spot. We found a few little bits and pieces out in the fields around the memorial, so it was a good spot. And um, no, a really good spot. I'm, I haven't been there for many years. I've led many tours in the intervening years since I first visited it, and this was the first time we'd been back in a long time. And as you say, a rare opportunity to visit all five divisional memorials yep. on a tour, yep. which is fantastic. Um, where, where do we head to next? Montbrahan. Montbrahan, of course. Yep. The last Australian battle of the war. Uh, October 5, 1918. Just a really special spot. Indescript. You would... Um, indescript? Is that even a word? Nondescript? <laughs> I like indescript. indescript. I don't know what it means. Using, I don't know good, if it's a word, but I'm using it. It was an indescriptible, yeah. indes- a nondescript little village. Um, and there'd be no reason for anyone... Well, for the locals, I'm sure they would yeah. enjoy visiting it. But yeah. certainly for Australian tourists, there would be no reason to go there, except yeah. that this was the scene of Australia's last action of the war in October 1918. It, it's a... Pete, it's a remarkable place. There's still some... You don't, you don't find many tangible examples of the war in these villages because the fighting was so fleeting. It, was, it could have been literally a couple of hours. Yeah. It was the only time the First World War touched these villages. But at Montbrahan, there's some really interesting things to see. Yeah, there are. I, um, I like looking for battle damage in the buildings because the buildings weren't totally destroyed. We so you, uh, you see bullet holes and, and shrapnel marks in the buildings. The, the, the cemetery is a lovely little, uh, almost uh, beside the communal cemetery, little little battlefield cemetery. So I enjoy uh, going there. And, of course, you're, you're visiting the, the graves of some of those. The, the last Australians actually killed in a set-piece battle. So it's... Uh, it's, a, an, it's we have to be careful with this one. I've come under flack recently for uh, <laughs> describing it as the last Australians killed on a battlefield. It, it's a matter of definition. We don't want to get yeah. bogged down by semantics. Yeah. This was the last Australian infantry battle, the last battle of the Australian Corps. Yeah. Um, but there were Australians who died later than October 5. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we're splitting hairs here. It's about the sentiment that this is the last battlefield. So that journey that started on the beaches of Anzac Cove yeah. effectively ended at Montbrahan. And it was pretty special because we had people on this tour who had been to Gallipoli but had never been to the Western Front. And it was a, a really a moving experience for them to yeah. recall that, you know, a few years ago I was standing on the beach at Anzac Cove thinking about the first Australians to land and now uh, I'm here at the last battlefield of the war. So it's a special place. It is. And something that interests me, I've always had an interest in pioneer battalions and the 2nd Divisional Pioneer Battalion fought here in that final action. So it was nice to have an opportunity to chat about pioneer battalions and how they worked within the division as well. It was great. We went to Calvair Cemetery, and there's some pretty some some special graves in there. Um, Harry Fletcher's buried there. Uh, Harry Fletcher and Austin Marnie were two mates who enlisted as privates and fought at Gallipoli and fought all the way through the war. And they were captains commanding uh, companies at Montbrahan, and both were killed on that day. A terribly tragic story. Um, would be better if they were buried side by side, but unfortunately yeah. they're not. Uh, Austin Marnie is buried in uh, Tincore Cemetery because yeah. he was wounded and died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we visited Harry Fletcher, who's buried there. A, a couple, at least two Australian DCM winners, so Distinguished yeah. Conduct Medal. So it's the medal below the Victoria Cross. Yeah. And that incredible coincidence. Um, oh, his name? Is Mr. Richards? Fantastic story. Davies. Davies. Yeah. His name was Sergeant Davies, and randomly, because I'd been talking to the group about DCMs, and I'm a big, I'm very interested in men who won the DCM I snapped a photograph of one DCM winner got back on the bus looked up his record he won his DCM for actions that occurred 105 years ago today we are we were there at his graveside on the anniversary of him yeah. earning this medal it was extraordinary what a, what a medal as well he yeah. uh, you know how I mean it's, it's the stories of DCMs we won't go off on too much of a Matt and Pete tangent 
but looked them up at the awards yeah. for DCM. So it, he he was part of a Lewis Gun team here up in the Salient yeah. on the Menin Road. So we're we're almost where he is. We're, we're just out uh, just uh, just beside the Menin Gate here. So extraordinary ex- though. Yeah. He's, he, yeah. A shell landed, and so he was part of a Lewis Gun team, a light machine gun team. A shell landed and basically buried everyone and the gun. And it, it sounded from the citation, Pete. I got the impression everyone was killed except for him. It said it it. it Yep. Basically wiped out the whole machine yep. gun company and the gun. Yep. He managed to recover the gun. He was the only one that <laughs> on survived the explosion. Yeah. Yeah. He managed to recover the gun. He then took it into the front line and repelled a German counterattack. And then that night, snuck out with his rifle and dealt, as it said, dealt with two snipers who had been causing casualties in the Australian yeah. lines. So, yeah. Extraordinary story. And then killed at Montprahan yeah. on the last yeah. day of fighting. Yeah. Just extraordinary. Yeah. Just amazing stuff. So we, we went to Calvair Cemetery, and then as we left Montbrahan, we uh, went past the quarry where George Ingram received the last Victoria Cross of the war for Australians yep. by capturing basically every German in Montbrahan. <laughs> I think maybe exaggerating slightly. A one-man one offence. He was a definition <laughs> of a one-man offence yeah, George Ingram. He, he did so, a good job. Uh, the yeah, last Victoria yeah. Cross of the war for an Australian. Yep. Um, and then we hit the road, yep. headed up to where we are right now. My, you know, I've said this so many times. I said it in my book, Walking with the Anzacs. This is like... It's like an old friend, the town of Ypres, isn't it? Yeah, it is indeed. Um, we did a little bit of a chat at the Menning Gate, so the story of the Menning Gate, and then down to this bar where we're recording this. Now having a couple of beers, there's music playing, it's a beautiful evening, the sun is setting, Ypres is a wonderful town. We're gonna, I'm sure after this we'll go and have a nice steak frites or a mussels and chips or something, but it's just No, a just more beer, more beer. Just more beer, liquid dinner. <laughs> um, it's been a great day, Pete, a really special yep. day. I think the people on the tour, we were laughing, saying that we... We literally today did nothing on the itinerary. That's got to be a record. <laughs> Often, the itinerary is always a bit of a loose guide, a guide. to what we'll do guide. in the day. It's not a, it's not carved in stone, so we will always modify slightly and add and subtract various things. But I think this is a record for doing a day where we did nothing on the itinerary. Yeah. But it's better than that because we did nothing but extra bonus visits, which is what this tour is all about. Correct. It was a great day. A it really was a fantastic yeah, day. It was indeed. Tomorrow we're out in the salient, walking the famous ground from 1917, and I can't wait. If it's anything like today, mate, it's going to be a special day. Oh, we may do something completely different, but we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's been a great day. I'm sure the uh, following days will be fantastic as well. I can't yeah. believe we've got more than a week to go on the battlefields. I'm so happy being back here for the first time in three years. It's brilliant. It is thank, brilliant. Thank you for joining us in this virtual sense, uh, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Pete, thank you very much. Yep, see ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.